guys ready? All right. Well, let's get going here. I want to talk to you today about Further Faster. I started a series uh, last week called Further Faster. And how, how many like to go fast? Oh, look at all those hands. How many, how many go fast as the speed limit and then some? Okay, oh my gosh, okay. So you, you all are all about further and faster, right? You want to get there fast? Well, today, today what I want to do is I want to continue on in the series that I started uh, uh, last week, and uh, it's called Further Faster, and what it is is talking about living a spirit-led life. If we're going to get further, faster to where God wants us to be, then we need to be spirit-led. We need to find out what it means to be spirit-led, how to be spirit-led, what it looks like, and, and then begin to walk it out on a daily, moment-by-moment basis where we're just being led by God's Spirit. And so uh, I'm excited about this. Last week we talked about if we're going to be spirit-led or go further faster, then it all starts with desire. We have to have a desire to want to be spirit-led. If we don't have the desire to be spirit-led, I'm going to tell you we're going to be led by a lot of other things in life. There's going to be so many things that we're led by, and I talked about that last week. You can go online and listen to it, but we're, many people are led by a lot of different things, and we illustrated that very, very well last week on some of the various things that we're led by, and most people think, uh, would, would argue the point to say that, no, I am spirit-led until I brought out all these other things like life circumstances, like fear, like insecurity, all these different things that many times people are led by instead of being led by the Spirit of God. And so we talked about that. So I want to I I uh, uh, use Romans chapter 8 as a, as, a, uh, as a scripture just to lead off on today. And we're going to start there. And I'm going to read it out of two different versions. And many of you know this, this translation or this uh, scripture. And, uh, but I'm going to read it out of the New King James first of all. Romans 8.14 It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It should not be an uncommon thing to be led by the Spirit of God. Notice here, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. It ought to be a common thing among those that are born-again believers that we're being led by the Spirit of God. I made a comment last week that the Holy Spirit, when we get born again, He comes to reside inside of us. He comes to live inside of us. The Scripture says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I just made this comment last week is that He's not a spiritual hitchhiker. He's not just there to travel through life with you just for no reason. There's purpose why he's in our life. One of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to lead us and guide us into all truth. And he wants to show us things that we know not. He wants to show us those things that are to come. There's so many things that he wants to do. But he's there to be a revealer to us, to reveal the plan, the will, the heart, the the vision of God for our life. And so we need to be led by him, understand how his leading is. But notice the last comment here, or last part of this verse. It says, for these are the sons of God. I really love the way that the voice translation brings it out. It says, if the Spirit of God is leading you, then take comfort in knowing that you are his children. Why? Because he's going to lead his children. 
or at least he's going to try. Obviously, we've got to pay attention. We've got to have a heart desire to follow him. But God is going to endeavor to try to lead us because we are his children. Uh, as a parent, as a parent, I want to, I want to always be, and, and as a spiritual parent, leading, a leading the church, I want to always lead you guys in a way that's God's will, God's plans, God's values, God's purpose for, you, for your life. And, and so that's, why would it be any different that God would not, that God would want to lead us any other way than by his spirit? So God wants to lead us in that way. And so I made this statement, and it's in your notes if you're following along in the notes. I made this statement last week that I'm going to continue on uh, making throughout this series. And it's this, by living a spirit-led life, we will go further, faster, in every area of life without compromising anything. And so when we do it God's way, we don't have to compromise uh, any area of our health. We don't have to compromise our, our mind or anything else or our relationship. We just, we just follow God. And he's always going to bring the best out in, in our life in the way that he has planned and designed. How many of you understand what I'm saying? And so you can definitely go further faster if you do it God's way. If you do it your way, then chances are you'll never get to where you're supposed to be. Chances are you're always going to be spending a lot of energy, a lot of time uh, building and rebuilding your life because things are always falling apart. And so you're going to be sitting there spending a lot of time in doing that. So uh, it, it, it behooves us to, to follow God in every area of our life. And so let me read to you uh, again out of Romans chapter 8, but I'm going to read it to you in verse 6 out of the Living Bible. It says, following the Holy Spirit, following after the Holy Spirit leads to life and peace. But following after the old nature or the flesh leads to death. And so whenever we're following the Holy Spirit, guess what it's going to produce? It's going to produce life and peace. It's going to produce good things in our life. It's going to produce something that's always going to be alive. It's, it's always going to, uh, you know, if you ever uh, been around a dead marriage before, it, it's, it's the saddest thing in the world. Uh, they, people can be married and still it, it be dead because there's just no life to it. There's no, there's no there's no life. There's just no love. There's no kindness. There's no any of that. And so we, God, God created us uh, to be alive. And, and, and there's, a, there's a, a, a system, a world system out there that's trying to bring death into our life. And it wants us to follow its ways. The Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so that we may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. And too often, too many people, I just want to shout out, too often, too many people follow the ways of the world, thinking that they're going to get somewhere further, faster, and it always costs them. Please don't do that. Follow God with all your heart. Follow Him. Endeavor to follow Him, and you'll have life and peace in your life, and not all the death that people are having to deal with on a regular, daily basis. And so, uh, with all that being said, today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the primary way that the Holy Spirit leads in our life. The primary way, and I've entitled today's message, Follow the Inward Witness. Follow the Inward Witness. We're going to talk about following the inward witness, uh, how God leads us through the inward witness today. 
and hopefully by the time that we're through today that we'll have a good understanding of how he leads in that area as far as the inward witness. And then we're going to unfold some other things next week and the following week. And then at the end of this month, I have a, a special guest that will come in and, and tie everything up uh, in, a, in a message. Uh, and, and that I encourage you to don't miss any of them. So uh, Acts chapter 5 verse 32 says this. It says, we are, we are his witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given those who obey him. Notice here that the Holy Spirit is also witnesses what is God's will for our life. And so the Holy Spirit is there to be a witness, and we're going to talk about how he does that inside of us, because that's where he, he witnesses what's God and what isn't in our life. And in uh, 2 Corinthians 13.1 says this, that there will be, uh, this, this will be the third time that I am coming to you, but the mouth, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. And so God wants to establish his will, his plan, his purposes, his life, his goodness, his, his, all the good things in our life. And he does that through the Holy Spirit's witness inside of our heart and our spirit. And so we're going to talk about that. So how do we follow that inward witness? I, in the time that I have with you today, I've got lots I'd like to say. We'll see how, how it comes out and what happens. But I do know that uh, God's going to minister to us all. First of all, how do we follow the inward witness? Number one, we need to recognize recognize the inward witness we have to recognize it too often we can't you can't follow some somebody or something that you don't recognize and so you've got to recognize that there is an inward witness that God gives to each and every one of us recognize it in order to be able to follow it and when we're facing any decision in life uh, we need to know what to look for. We need to know to, uh, how to look for the Holy Spirit's guidance, uh, uh, guidance in our life. Otherwise, we're going to enter into a place of confusion, not knowing what's God, what isn't God. Please, please, please understand some of the things that I'm saying with you. Too many times we're looking at the wrong place for direction in our lives. We're, 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 we're leaning, we're more conscious... We're more conscious to other areas in our life, looking to those areas for leading than the Holy Spirit in our life. First uh, Thessalonians tells us in uh, chapter 5, verse 23, that we are a three-part being. It tells us here that may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And uh, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're a three-part being. Spirit, we, we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. This body, whenever, whenever we die, this body turns it back into dust, according to Scripture. But that's not us. This is not the real us. Some of you don't like your hair. You don't look like some of the things, you know, curly-haired people wish they had straight hair. Straight-haired people wish they had curly hair. You know, it's, it's, it's all with can't please anybody. And let me just tell you, that flesh is not the real you. It's just your body. I mean, it's just your soul and spirit suit. Okay? And, and the real you is the, is the spirit. This is, the, you know, God says when we worship him, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth because God is spirit. And so you're a spirit being. 
I'm going to tell you how many people make decisions in their life. They make decisions based on what they're conscious of the most. And more people are more conscious of their flesh, of the body that they live in, and therefore they are making more decisions based on that body than they are anything else. Because your body has a voice. Your soul has a voice. A lot of people are so tuned in to their, their soul, their mind, and as a result, they're, they're so conscious of their mind that they're, they're, they're making almost, if not all, of their decisions based on their, their intellect, their mind. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes your mind's going to lead you astray. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. There's things that God foresees that we don't foresee. But I'm going to tell you, if we become spirit conscious, conscious of our own uh, human spirit, and become aware of it, why? Because that's where the Holy Spirit communicates, and I'll prove that out throughout this, this message. That's where he, he, he communicates to us, and our spirit will, will in, in, engage us or uh, 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 alert us or inform us of what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's called our conscience. The voice of our spirit is our conscience. The voice of our, the voice of our, uh, of our soul or our mind is our reasoning. How many people lean towards their reasoning and they'll reason themselves into something or out of something and determine that it's God's will just simply because it's a reason even though their spirit or their heart's telling them something else? Or some people, let me tell you the voice of your body. The voice of your body is your feeling. And, And too many people are making decisions based on feeling versus on what the Holy Spirit is telling them. There's going to be times where you're not going to feel like doing something, but it's God's will that you go ahead and do it. I mean, there's times where you may not feel like getting up in the morning. But God says, get up, boy. Get up, girl. It's time to get going. I got a plan for you. I got some people to touch. I got some things that I want done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. Amen? Amen? And so we can't yield to that voice, the voice of feeling, and and listen to it. But too often, too many people are being led by their body, by the voice of feeling. They're being led by their reasoning, and they're being led by that. Rather than the the voice of their spirit, their conscience, where God God wants us to be spirit conscious. Are are you with me thus far? And so we, we, we need to understand that. And the lesson for us today is to look to your spirit for guidance. Look to your spirit for guidance. And, and I talked about last week. Let me tell you, your spirit will never lead you, uh, the Holy Spirit in your spirit will never lead you astray. It will always be agreeable with the Word of God. They, the Word of God and the Spirit of God will never disagree. They'll always be in agreement, total agreement, every time, 100% of the time. But we've got to be aware of his guidance in us. So let me, let me just give you a, a couple of scriptures here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? So if the Holy Spirit's going to lead us, where do we need to look? Within. Within. Where do we look within? Within our spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth because God is spirit. Are you with me? All right, I'm getting excited here. 
Because I, I, I walk this. I live this out. I endeavor to do this every day. Learned this years and years ago. And it's helped me throughout life. Uh, Romans chapter 9 verse 1 says this, I tell you the truth in Christ, I am not lying. My conscience also bearing witness in the Holy Spirit. So, so our conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our conscience of what the will of God is. And I'll talk about what that looks like and what, when it talks about bearing witness. Well, that's, that's good, that's good, but what's that mean? What's it mean to bear witness? Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But Acts 23, verse 1, Paul said, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. You know what he was saying? I, I was, I've been endeavoring to follow God in my spirit. Through my conscience, the voice of my spirit is my conscience, and I've, been, I've endeavored to live this way as a lifestyle in my life. That's what I've, uh, I've endeavored to do. You know, when we, when, we, uh, when we were wanting to plant a church, there were a lot of different places that we went to uh, visit, different states that we thought, man, that would be so great to go and, and, and live there, or live there, or live there, or live there. Again, you know, there was a little bit of reasoning there that was factored in. And many times, many people make decisions based on their reason alone. Okay? I'm not saying just go through life, you know, uh, without, without... God gave us a mind to use. But we need to be looking at our spirit, our heart. When I talk about our heart or our spirit, I'm talking about one and the same. We need to be looking at our heart, looking for God's witness in our heart for something or against something. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And so we went to a variety of different places. And let me tell you, the Bible tells us what God has for us. We can't see with our eyes. The Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard the things I have prepared for those that love, love, uh, uh, love him. But by his spirit, he has revealed it to us. And so, you know, you can go look with your eyes and, you, and there's nothing wrong with that and examining. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to make the final decision based on what the Holy Spirit is witnessing in your heart, what, you know, what, what, what direction he would have you go in your heart. Are you with me thus far? And so we went, we went to a number of different places and beautiful places and great places. And, and uh, you know, there's many places that we went to and, and uh, we could have settled anywhere else. Tyler, Texas was not on my list. It was not on my radar. I didn't even know Tyler. I, didn't, I had no clue. Uh, we just went to several places, but we'd go there and we'd see some wonderful places. Loved the mountains, went to Colorado Springs. Could have lo loved reasoned myself into Colorado Springs. I would have fleshed myself into Colorado Springs. You understand what I'm saying? This is God's will for us. But in my heart, in our hearts, we just knew it wasn't the right thing. There was no witness for Colorado Springs. And so that happened, in, and finally, my wife says, have you ever heard of Tyler? Tyler what? <laughs> Tyler, Texas. Now, I love Texas. I, I, I've, you know, this is, I've never lived in Texas, but I'm sure, I'm sure glad I got here. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, everybody ought to live in Texas. 
And, and I lived in New Mexico, and I lived in Oklahoma, and let me tell you, I love Texas. <laughs> and so I, 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 you know, I wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wasn't my first pick, but, but I'm glad I got here. And so when we came, there was just something inside of me. It wasn't necessarily I or, or what we saw or felt or whatever, but inside. It's just like something's here. Long story short, you know, we just had God's witness as, uh, as, as, as a, a confirmed witness in our hearts that this is the place. And so, but you, we've got we've to recognize the inward witness. We've got to recognize that there's a witness in there that we need to be looking at. Too op- of, often we're recognizing the other voices, the voice of our flesh. Well, I, I'm just not feeling it. Have you ever heard that said? I'm just not feeling it. Well, you know, I just, I'm just not feeling getting up in the morning. It's like this morning my wife said she was all draggy and tired. And she, oh, man, I don't want to go to church today. I want to stay in bed. Honey, me too, but we better get up. I'm glad I came. I, I, I would have missed out on you good folks. And, and, then, and then, you know, a lot of people are listening to the voice of reason instead of the voice of their spirit, which is their conscience, looking for the... We've got to recognize. We've got to recognize the inward witness inside of a heart in order to be led by it. You got it? Second thing I want to share with you today, the second uh, point that I want to make, is that we have to trust the inward witness. We've got to trust the inward witness. Once we recognize it, acknowledge it, and discover it, we have to trust it. And know that the inward witness, the Holy Spirit inside of us, witnessing whatever he's witnessing, that he's not going to lead us astray or wrong. He's, it's always, it's always going to be for our best interest. We may not see it initially. You know, there might be some things and some hardships, and God's picture uh, for humanity and for what he wants to do through our life is so much bigger than us. And we can reason why... Because things will look at circumstances to determine whether it's God's will or not. I'm sure when Paul was in prison, he was thinking, man, what's the deal here, Lucille? But Paul did some of his greatest work in prison. We're benefiting from his writings right now, today, this moment, day by day, because of the work that God did through him in prison. And he, you know, he was there uh, unjustly, but nonetheless, God used him. And he, he, he could have bailed instead. You know what? He just kept on doing what he knew to do. And he's going to get the gospel out. He didn't care if it was going to be through paper or if it was going to be through his voice. He was going to get the gospel out. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to make a huge impact in and through our lives. And so we have to trust that inward witness. We need to trust the Holy Spirit inside of us. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says this. Uh, we, we read earlier that the Holy Spirit, uh, those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Verse 16 says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So where does the Holy Spirit bear witness? With our spirit. He bears witness with our spirit. Spirit. That's what he does. And, uh, and then Proverbs chapter 20, verse 25. I want to tell you the importance of your spirit. Be more spirit conscious in your life than you are reason conscious and more flesh conscious. And that's because that's where God communicates in your spirit. 
Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the, light, the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Notice here that we are the lamp. Where does God illuminate if not in our spirit? God turns on the light inside of our spirit. He shows us, in other words, his will, his plan, his direction in our spirit. Not in our flesh, not in our mind. From our spirit, from our spirit, we'll get that knowing and then it will be communicated and illuminated to our understanding. Okay? I like to say it this way, that God shows us in our knower and then we know. That we just get it in our spirit and we get it in our knower that this is what God wants and then once we get it in our knower, our understanding is illuminated. It becomes aware of it. But we've got to get it in our knower, in our spirit, in our heart. But notice here, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. That's where God lights us up. And in uh, Psalm 1828, uh, just uh, states it again. It says, you will light my lamp, the Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. Well, where does he do that? In our spirit. In our heart. So he enlightens us that away. Now, the Holy Spirit, now's where I'm going to get a little bit more uh, in detail here in how he witnesses to us, because he's going to witness primarily in two main ways, and I'm going to, there's just kind of a gray area that he, he many times, there will be some times where it's there too, but I, I like to say it this way it's like there's, God will give you a red light. Or a green light. And sometimes there will be a yellow light. Okay? And so, when God gives you a red light, I mean a green light, when he gives you a green light, he's saying, it's okay to walk this out. It's okay to go this direction. And that is a witness for. He is, a, he is witnessing for it. He's agreeing to it. He's saying, yeah, that's okay. Go ahead and do it. When you're in the middle of making a decision, then he will give you a witness. He'll give you a green light and he'll say, go for it. Go ahead. Take that direction. He'll give you that witness. What's that, what's that feel like? It's a, like a velvety type sense in your spirit. It's just like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. This, is, this just seems right in your spirit, not up here, not in your flesh, because your flesh is sometimes, it, it, sometimes you're in your flesh, your flesh is yelling, rah, 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 I don't feel like it. But in your spirit, you have that velvety, you just know it's the right thing to do. Has that ever happened? And so that's the green light. The green light is saying, okay, go ahead and walk this out and do it. And so God will, he will give us that green light as a witnessing for. He's saying, go ahead, take that step. When you're in the middle of making decisions, go ahead and take that step. Can you see how that will help you in parenting? Because in parenting, there's a lot of things that you just don't know what to do. And you, you're just seeking God and you're praying and you're looking for God's will. And then you start to walk it out and you'll either get that green light. Ah, oh, yeah. Let's go, man. Let's just knock it out, man. We're going after it. Or sometimes you get that, oh, man. So just, you get this red light instead of the green light. You get the red light, and the red light is, oh, that sandpapery feeling. It's just, uh, something just, oh, it's just, oh, just something isn't right about it. I don't know what. 
I can't tell you why. My reasoning doesn't understand it. But inside, I just don't, I just don't think I'm supposed to take this direction. You better not. You better not. Now, I'm going to tell you, unless the Word of God says it, you better not. If the Word of God says it and, and you supposedly get in the red light, you're the wrong one because the Word of God always is always the right way. Are you with me? And so God will give you that witness against. That's the witness against where you, you're just not supposed to do it. You better, you better stay clear of it. And then there'll be from time to time where you just don't know. You've sought God. You haven't leaned on your own understanding. You've acknowledged God in all your ways. But you're just kind of, sometimes you kind of have that velvety. Sometimes you kind of have that sandpaper. And it's kind of unclear at this point. It's just unclear at this point. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? And there's going to be times where it just, it's just like, oh, oh, just what do I do? And, and, and I'm telling you in every decision, I am purposing, purposely, purposing, both of those, purposely purposing to look in my heart all the time, even right now as I'm speaking to you. Because I, I, I want myself to be led by the Spirit so that it's producing life. And anything that comes out of my life, it's producing life and peace. It's one thing I love about our church and why our church, I believe, uh, stands out is because we are life-giving because so many of us, so many of us purpose to live this way. We're purposing to love God, to be led by God, to love people, and to let God use us in people's lives. And as a result, it's a, it's a life-giving church. And it brings life change, and life change in many, many people's lives. And so we purpose to do that. But there's going to be times in life where you're facing a decision, you just don't know what to do, and you're just not getting it very clear. It's kind of cloudy, if you will. And, and, and I would say this to you, and this is how I've lived it out, proceed with caution. But be willing to adjust. Don't make that, just, just walk it out for a little bit. Well, I just don't know, walk it out for a little bit. Uh, every year, we go to a, a, a one-day training uh, in South Lake, Texas, at Gateway, a matter of fact, it's happening in, in a couple of weeks. It's on a Thursday. It's usually a one-day training. And uh, uh, put on by Gateway Church. They're one of the uh, churches that I look to as, as a mentoring church. And, uh, and so we, we, last year, and we've been doing this for years, last year we registered. It's a free event. Register. It's a ministry that they have to pastors and their leaders, and, and it's, a, it's a free event. And, uh, and last year, we registered, uh, planned on going. And leading up to that day, it's just like I kept getting this, this right here, this yellow. It wasn't, it wasn't the green, go, no problem. It wasn't the red. It was just like, why am I struggling with this? I never struggle with this. I never have struggled. But I, see, I'm conscious of my spirit. Too often, people are so, they're so conscious of their intellect, they're so conscious of their mind that they, they've already reasoned themselves. They're not even, as I said on that first point, they're not even acknowledging. They're not even recognizing the, the Holy Spirit or the inward witness in their spirit. And so uh, that, 
I, I started to, I started to, uh, or, or excuse me, we, we up, leading up to that day, I still struggled with it. And then that day, that morning, we got up, we got in the car, and uh, we drove, they're a couple hours away, we drove an hour towards South Lake. My wife had to go to the restroom, because she, you know, people drink coffee in the morning, except for me. Amen. I've been delivered, Okay. <laughs> And, uh, and <laughs> I didn't get a green light on that. My wife says I missed God on that one. Uh, <laughs> the coffee. The coffee. And, uh, and so anyway, she pulled over to, uh, to go to the restroom. And while she was in there, it went, from, it went from yellow to red. She came out and I said, hun, because I don't drive, she drives. Because I hate driving. I said, let's turn around, let's go back. We're just not supposed to. Have no idea. Just not supposed to. I love this church. I don't miss, I, I, I don't miss those things. I have no idea to this day why. And I don't care. What I do care about is that I follow the Holy Spirit in my life. I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust Him in my life. I'm not going to sit there and reason why or why not. I'm just going to trust him in the process. Are you with me? Okay, now let me give you the third thing in, in just landing this plane, okay? Uh, the third thing is that we need to cherish the inward witness. We need to come to a place where it's something that we just cherish. We hold so dearly that, that when we violate it, that it hurts our heart. That it just, I mean, I, I, I cherish, I cherish the leading of the Holy Spirit in, in my life. And, and that's that way so much that I just don't want to, I don't want to violate it. Here's, here's what happens. When we viol, violate the Holy Spirit's leading in our life continuously, aware of it, rebelling against it, resisting it, and disobeying it, eventually we're going to sear our conscience. We'll become callous to the Holy Spirit's leading in our life to the point where we're just not even acknowledging it. If you've been around me, you know that I eat jalapenos like candy. Right? For you that know me. I eat those dudes. I eat them like, you know, I eat them. I just... I, and the reason I can do that, I, am just, I just laugh at people. I just laugh at people. They'll say, oh, they'll see me eating them. Oh, can I have one of those? I'm thinking, you don't, I, I, many times, most of the time, I'll, I'll say, I'll give you one, but you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> and they see me, and, they, and, then, and most of the time, they'll just take a little bite, and they're going, <laughs> you know. And so, but anyhow, the reason is, is because my, 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 Taste buds, I guess, whatever it is, has been seared to the point where I can just eat those dudes. I, 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 just, I just can't. Well, let me tell you something. If we do something so often enough that it sears us, that we'll become insensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading in our life. That's why I say we've got to cherish the Holy Spirit's leading and his witness in our life so that we don't do that or ever sear our conscience. See, we, there's many people that say they're, they're believers and they're Christians, but they're, they're saying it, but living a different life. What do you call that? 
hypocrite or hypocritical, right? And, and if we do that, it can, be, it, can, it can sear our conscience. Let me give you 1 Timothy chapter, what is it? 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of de- demons. Let's go on to the next slide. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. And so we can sear our conscience to the point where we just become insensitive to God. How do we keep from doing that? We keep from doing that by cherishing the Holy Spirit's leading. If, if the Holy Spirit says no, then no. If he says yes, then it's yes. And if he says it's okay to proceed with caution, then go ahead and proceed with caution. And, and let me tell you, I've heard people say it before uh, that there's just some things that the Holy Spirit doesn't care. He doesn't mind. There's just one way or another. It doesn't matter to him. There's nothing fault, faulty in doing one thing or going and doing something else. Let me tell you, if that's the case, then it's always going to be this. It'll be all right. Just go ahead. I don't have a problem with it. Just go ahead. If, if you want to do it, fine. If not... Fine. Are you with me? And so, so, uh, so I don't get don't get caught up in in. Well, I've got to I got to check with them on on when to go to the toilet. If you got to go, bub, you better go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I need to I need to hurry. Philippians two thirteen says, "For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him." And so I'm going to end with just this quick story. Years ago, many moons ago, uh, my wife and I were in the market for a car. And we had uh, determined in our heart what kind of car we were wanting. And uh, we uh, found one, I think it was about 60 miles away in a neighboring city. And this is when we lived in Oklahoma. And She still haven't bought into the whole idea of living in Texas, but it's okay. <laughs> but when we lived in Oklahoma, it was about 60 miles away. And so I, negoti- I called the guy, negotiated a price, uh, got, him, got him way down on the price. And, and, uh, and so we were going to meet up on an on a evening or something. And, and when he got there, uh, I, had, I, had the, I had this going on inside me. Without doubt. Without a doubt. But because I feel obligated, because I had already negotiated the price, this individual made the travel, and even though the individual says, hey, we got friends here, we're, you know, we're, we're going to come and visit anyway. If you don't want it, that's fine. I understand. You've got to see it. You've got to drive it. Listen, we drove it. There was nothing wrong with it. We hadn't... It wasn't I had seen, ear heard. It wasn't anything that we saw in our natural. We didn't hear anything rattling or anything happening with the car. Just inside of me, I just knew that I knew that I knew. Had that sandpapery, red light, don't buy this type uh, uh, sense in my spirit. And I went ahead and bought it out of obligation. I went, kid you not, in the other room. They walked out the door. I exited 
out of the living room, went to the bedroom, and I doubled over in the bed. Just I, I don't remember if, if I was weeping or if I was just, just I, I was just so grieved. Not because I bought the car, not because of if something may have happened or whatever. I was just so grieved that I knew that I disobeyed the Holy Spirit's leading in my life. Because I cherish it that much. And still to this day, I, I cherish the Holy Spirit's leading. I cherish his leading. I'm not going to sit there to do that, to violate, violate what he's telling me to, to please anybody else, and especially myself. I'm going to do what I feel like he wants me to do in my heart because I cherish the Holy Spirit. Thank God my wife has this brain that memorizes names and all kinds of stuff and and she can meet somebody once and remember their name 10 years from now. And she's just kind of that away. And, and they had made mention of somebody. And I don't know. She got in the phone book, found their name. I think it was a way it happened. And then and, and she, she, she called and, and finally got hold of the people and said, you know what? My husband's in there about to die. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> but... We just feel like it's the wrong thing to do. We haven't even driven it since you left, but we just, we just feel in our hearts it was wrong. They happen to be Christians. If I remember right, they happen to be Christians. And they said, it is no problem. No problem. They came back, gave the check back, took the car, and it's like, oh, fresh air again. Listen. Listen. That was a lesson for me to that I don't want to ever repeat. Does, have I missed it before? Yeah, but I'm quick to repent and deal with it. I'm quick. Quick to repent and deal with it. But, man, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you've got to cherish the Holy Spirit inside of you. Let's pray, all right? Father.